We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. Mind Sculptors this week brought to you by Brisk Ice Tea. Oh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I think the audience has always wanted. Ready? No. <laughs> I feel like we have to give it to him once. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Listen, the show isn't clippable enough. Right? Like we, we <laughs> yeah. have to we have to see what we need to do is we need to figure yeah. out a way to go viral. That's uh-huh. the real yeah, we yeah, need yeah, to be yeah. on like you know how like people have like TikTok that's accounts. True. Well, that's what yeah. we need. We need a dedicated fan base that just yeah. TikToks are our 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 content. Honestly, I think I've made more short form content about the content we make on this channel on my channel than you have <laughs> this channel. Pretty sure. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sick. <laughs> listen, I manage too many channels to also make yeah. short form content. <laughs> listen, the Cry Sculptor Cinematic Universe has to keep chugging. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it, it it slowed down there for a minute. I yeah. I know I said last week that my my computer died on me. So I, I upgraded to a Mac studio yeah. uh, over the weekend. And oh, it's so good, Ian. I love that for you. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, I was like sitting here. I was mixing a video down and it, I was able to use Discord at the same time, which sounds like something nothing, you really right? do. But yeah, like, yeah. It's it's quite significant when you haven't been able to do that for years yeah so um, maybe should have been a sign for you i'm look i'm i'm a i'm a you know run the machine to the ground kind of guy too right my phone is a giant piece of garb right now i need to replace it but like maybe for work um, well the thing was is when i first got (laughs) the imac yeah i was originally just editing the mind sculptors sure and so when you're doing a podcast yeah it's whatever you're like okay sure whatever um i can i can deal with that and i have my laptop so it's not a huge deal right um but then you you start going okay well i can do this as a full-time job and then my brain didn't make the connection of you're gonna need a better computer pal right um 
until my mm-hmm. computer literally had just been run dry. Right. And uh, I was like, hey, no, yeah, yeah no. So, <laughs> so you were like, hey, yo, n- hey, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what my Mac said. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so that is that is how that went. But we got a we got a new Mac. I don't know that I will ever be able to get out of the Apple infrastructure now. I am mm-hmm. now two Macs deep and several iPhones deep. And I feel yeah. like at this point they got Yeah, me. you're in it. Oh, you're <laughs> locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've uh my my deepest foot in the water for a while was I had AirPods and then I lost yeah. them. Now I'm free again, you know. So <laughs> well, if Lou and I have any any say, you'll eventually. Oh, y'all have been iPhone. y'all have been trying for over a year now. Well, it's, it's so because our group chat when we do text mm-hmm. in a group chat, Lou and I both have iPhones. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we don't need cell service. We could just mm-hmm. get on Wi Fi mm-hmm. to text, like, or whatever, and then. This dude over here screws up the group text. Yeah, oh yeah. So, oh, trust me, I don't love seeing Cal liked this message and then the full text of the fucking message. Okay, look, I don't. I'm not happy about that interaction. To me, to me, that's an iPhone problem. That's not a me problem. <laughs> that's you trying to impose your bullshit on me. <laughs> just get with it, man. It's 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 easier to just get with it than to push back. Like, why would you say, why, why does it have to say the full? I, like, I do agree. I think that's like the most like offensive part of that is it like does yeah. that. And it's just yeah. like, okay, I don't yep. think we needed that apple. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mind Sculptor. And this week we're talking about murder. <laughs> murder. That's why I'm wearing yeah. my God Save the Queen t shirt. Mm. In fact, they did. They did. Yeah. Yes, this is a Taylor Swift reputation team shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course it is. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure people who watch the show saw this t-shirt and went, hell yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a chunk. There's a chunk. I feel like there, there's there, a solid there, chunk of our audience who would not know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, there's a solid <laughs> chunk of our audience who is just like, what? Yeah. Um, or disgusted by it. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I've I've dated two Swifties in a row. I at least know my... <laughs> yeah. My ish. Uh, uh so yeah uh murders at karlov manor mm-hmm. it is the new set mm-hmm. from the uh studio the boys over at studio x and uh that's what they call the design studio right i'm Do not they? like fucking isn't it what they call it studio x whatever what, whatever the whatever the the studio is mm-hmm. where they design the car wherever mark rosewater and gavin verhey do yeah, whatever yeah. it is those two little tricksters yeah, yeah. do uh yeah because they are they're tricksters uh yeah, they're, they're they're up to some shenanigans you know yeah, they do some shenanigans shenanigans some tomfoolery some yeah some you know um so whatever they do from the from the boys who brought you uh streets of new capenna and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate, and all that wow, jazz. We're, we're really just circling around to the fact to say that this is a set in magic. This is a set in magic. Listen, I, listen, this I is a set in magic. Word, okay. uh, we're about to talk about it. <laughs> we're doing a set review. Uh, yeah, so it's Murders of Mark Harlow Manor. Uh, this was a set that, I have to be honest, mm-hmm. they teased yeah. a Grand Arbiter Lavinia in 
in Mark Rosewater's like preview thing that he does sure. on Tumblr. Right. And then we got this lame ass clue edition Lavinia that uh-huh. fucking sucks. And uh-huh. I got to say, why'd you do my girl dirty like that, Mark? Why'd you yeah. do her dirty? She's been out. She's the fucking grand arbiter of the Azorius guild. You know, the guild that's in charge of this entire fucking thing. We don't get a Lavinia in the main set. Come on, man. Uh, Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's a card. It, <laughs> it, it does. does. Stuff. You know, it is. A, yeah. It is a change of pace. I did see somebody say that it is a change of pace from like the every printing of Lavinia up until this point, just being like fucking insane. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there, there is that. Um, so I guess we might as well talk about the set. Let's start it off with the. Uh, we have a handful of commanders we're going to talk about. Uh, we do have some legendaries that are not in the commander section. And those are cards that we're going to be talking about as 99 card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have it broken up in that way. And so the first commander on our list is, ooh, I even hate to look at it. Uh, it's Alquist mm-hmm. Proft, Master Sleuth. Shoot, mm-hmm. Why didn't we have Lavinia, man? Uh, <laughs> Alquist is a 3-3 human detective that has vigilance, uh, costs a generic, a white, and a blue to cast and says, when Alquist enters the battlefield, investigate. Then it has an activated ability that costs X generic, mm-hmm. a white into blue. You tap the card and sacrifice a clue. You draw mm-hmm. X cards and gain X life. So it has the Sphinx's Revelation yep. uh, card atta- or uh, ability attached to it, similar yep. to how um, Azor worked mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. back in... Yep. Uh, whatever it's called. Why am I blanking so hard? Rivals of Ixalan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So overall, like this is actually in the Mm -hmm. first true on a creature, not a vehicle Mm -hmm. scepter outlet in Azorius. If I'm Uh, incorrect. What is the other one? Vega. Oh, I guess Vega technically is, but I, I'm, I, I mean, like a good Christian activated ability. Wow. Outlet. Vega, Vega's there for all the hipsters who know who Vega is, and and yeah, honestly, I know, I, your your Vega hate right now is not appreciated by this half of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vega. I wanted to make that deck work so bad. <laughs> yeah, I I no. was right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is a cool card. Um, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, it's a Hallbreaker Horror Outlet, so I don't hate that. Um, it's a it's Crown Scepter Outlet. I like Hallbreaker more than I like ISO Rev. Yeah. Um, it's way worse than Shorakai. <laughs> That's all I got, yeah. Cal. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's worth talking about because it is one of those things, right? It's cool. I like the fact that it is this, like, um, you know, having an, uh, Sphinx's Rev in the command zone is, like, so iconic, so so unique, right? right? Um, Azor kind of does that already, right? Um, with less of a, a hard outlet in the command zone, for that sure. Needing to go to combat, I think, is a it's, huge it's, it's, advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it, it definitely is a better, more lean, more low to the ground version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, gun to my head, I don't think I ever play this over Shorakai. I think Shorakai yeah. is also like super underrepresented as a commander, being as strong as it is. If I'm being frank, I think uh, Shorakai is actually like the washing machine's real, you know. Um, but I think. Uh, Alquist is like cute and I think like if you want to play sort of like a clue heavier 
card that also is just like once again has that iconic text on it it's just like mm-hmm. you want to relive those sphinx's rev days i think it, uh alquist is a is a perfectly uh okay way to do that right yeah. that's kind of what i got for it i don't really yeah. have much more you know yeah i i think when i look at it i kind mm-hmm. of have the general uh blue white same impression i do think that one of the things and i've said this yeah. for years mm-hmm. is that blue white commanders that are scepter outlets in the command zone are at minimum playable Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i think that is an advantage that this deck has going for it the disadvantage is Mm -hmm. that this one does need haste in order to work and i think that's really where i look at it and i go i don't know if this is really worth your time and investment um because you then need a haste enabler Mm -hmm. on top of that yeah. Uh, so I think that's where I look at that and I go, I love it. Yeah. I love the direction of the set yep. design, bringing yep. this type of stuff. Not yep. quite there. Yep. That's 100% where I'm at too. Yep. Yeah. Next card yeah. on our commander list. List. I can, words are hard, man. Duskana, the Rage Mother. It is mm. a legendary bear that is a 5-5 five, yep. five and costs two generic, a red, green, and white. And mm-hmm. says when Duskana enters the battlefield, draw a card for each creature you control with mm-hmm. base power and toughness 2-2. Two, two. Yep. Whenever a creature you control with base power 2-2 two, two attacks, mm-hmm. it gets plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. So mm-hmm. I know you specifically mm-hmm. uh, really liked this card and asked for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look at this and I think that there are a lot of hurdles for this mm-hmm. to get it where we want it to go uh what do you see with this because i see this and i go why not jetmir oh it's not even close to jetmir okay uh this is a completely different deck um this is a much more like if this is compared to any card that currently exists it should be compared to like pant laza right Mm -hmm. um this is three thousand percent a infinite mana infinite flicker commander right oh um okay so the idea with it is that you get you slap the shit out of your microphone no the idea is that you uh you get a tutu on the board um and there will be a full deck tech on my channel depending on the lovely skills of uh a a specific editor of mine and uh the combined uh, approval team of wizards of the coast hopefully by the time this video is released (laughs) um but yeah so it's the idea is that there is actually a a healthy amount of tutus and the idea is with your commander if you have a single tutu right which once again there's dozens there's dozens of good ones we talk about Mm -hmm. dual caster mage grand abolisher yeah, I mean, Collector Oof uh, is not one I play in the current list, but like, you know, I mean, like uh, I, I can go hundreds and dozens of like, uh, I mean, like um, uh, Archivist of Agma, I could do. I mean, there's, yeah, once again, I have an entire list, Vexing Shusher, like there's so many good tutus <laughs> that mm-hmm. work, right? So now you have an outlet with uh, Food Chain, right? You cast your commander over and over again, draw your entire deck. You have an outlet with Emil Doxide, right? Flicker it infinitely, draw your entire deck, right? So there are so many ways to make this guy work right um and you can go pretty fast with it too for a naya deck right like you can really put the put the pedals in the metal with this guy so i, mm-hmm. I actually really really like uh, our bear friend mm-hmm. and worst case scenario things get bogged down you're like sort of on the plan b plan you put the bear down and then you're like now suddenly your archivist vagma swinging in for five damage and that's a real clock <laughs> like that is a very yeah. real way to do it now there's kind of a couple different versions the deck tech i did on my channel wasn't doing like kiki stuff right but 
you do kind of open up this fun area if you do kind of mess around with kiki stuff i mean first of all like karma god's a tutu right like cute shit like that um kiki jiki's a tutu right so but on top of that all these cards that come in and flicker kiki like restoration angel like feldar guardian are also ways to reflicker your commander and therefore draw more cards off of it too right so i didn't go down that line with the deck specifically because you know i was i was going for a more hyper focused streamlined version a little less kiki jiki right but like um you know it's it's pretty clean it's it's pretty clean for for an eye deck and in a big thing for me a big sell is the fact that once again dosen and grand abolisher are two twos right Mm-hmm. So I can be like, here's the thing protecting my combo. That's also the last thing I need for my combo. Jam the infinite mana, jam the infinite flickers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's interesting. I am excited to edit this video and see, <laughs> or I, actually edit. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's the editor? What, but, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see which way you go with it. Yeah. I, it to the surprise of everybody, isn't, that appealing to me i think that should be pretty yeah, evident no. known like the opposite uh, of your play style completely. It is yeah. quite o- the opposite <laughs> of how i like to play the game mm-hmm. uh and so like it, like it's it's interesting um yep. you know but to to me i look at this and i'm just kind of like yeah it's fine it's like mm-hmm. uh i i don't find naya in general that compelling yeah. so I, that might be more of a me issue. Uh, <laughs> this might be a Callahan thing, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, let's look at the next card. This is a card that Phoenix has been blowing up our DMs over. Yes, uh, I have been so good about this one because, for those who don't know, I am working with Watsi on this set, right? So, like, as I kind of hinted at earlier, but like, I have known about this card for a while, and it's it's flavorfully designed to appeal to someone like me so much yeah <laughs> and i've had to be quiet about it for so long <laughs> yeah, this card is the nuts um <laughs> so marvo deep operative is a one eight octopus rogue which i yep. think is fucking hilarious that it's mm-hmm. a rogue mm-hmm. uh, it costs three generic a blue and a black to cast and <laughs> says whenever marvo attacks clash with defending player Whenever mm-hmm. you win a clash, draw a card, then you may cast a spell from your hand with mana value eight or less without paying its mana cost. Yeah. Uh, for those who are unaware of mm-hmm. this ancient mechanic, um, <laughs> Fair. Uh, if you weren't playing during the Lorewind block, you might not yeah. be aware of this uh, mechanic. And so the way clash works is each clashing player reveals the top card of their library then Mm -hmm. puts that card on the top or bottom. A player wins if their card had a higher mana value. Mm -hmm. This deck is super cool Mm -hmm. because it's it's like, you know how in mid-range games... It's the stupids. It is built to like kind of do well in the... Mm -hmm. It's honestly a lot like that hit it Sugo deck we built a few weeks sure. ago yeah. uh, where it's kind of built to just go over the top in these stupid mid range matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of the things you can do with this, mm-hmm. I know one of the, the really disgusting things that you can do yeah. with it is um, shit. What's the, the big artifact that I'm thinking of uh, that I can't uh, possess portal lock people with this thing. Um, oh, what? I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. Possess portal is eight mana. So you can just possess portal lock people with this. And then because you draw a card, 
you're always going to be ahead of people with uh, the possessed portal. Um, I don't think I know how to spell the word possessed. <laughs> possessed. E-O-S-S-E-S-S-E-D? Question mark? Did I hit that? Did I get that? Dad, did I do good? I... <laughs> I, I've typed in every single version of how I think this card is spelled. And Why don't it's you just type in portal and then go to the bottom I of the list? Typed it, I did. That's how I found it. But I typed it in exactly this way. And Scryfall was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Player no. will draw a card. This gives her own set at the end of each turn. Bear sack is a permanent unless you or she discards cards. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, can. Because it breaks. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, it breaks parity on it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's with, pretty bad, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one of the things that uh, Ian yeah. or that uh, Phoenix was really yeah. big on. And granted, Phoenix is always trying to break Possess Portal. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think that might be yeah his uh, that his card. Magical. He is all yeah. that is his Roman Empire is uh, Possessed yeah. Portal. Possessed Portal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you can do a lot of things like that. You yeah. can do a lot of really. You could cast a lot of big spells. Yeah, honestly, I don't know that I want to be going like the possessed. Like, like the thing that appeals to me the most, right, mm-hmm. is is one of the biggest problems. Uh, if you think about, like, for example, for me, uh, one of my Roman empires is Hoarding Group <laughs> Lord, right? Um, that card is so fucking perfect for this deck, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Sawnaf is your dead card, right? But Peer into the Abyss and Hoarding Broodlord can both be cast off of this card, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so that's already a great start for me. On top of the fact that you can play, um, like, most of the dumb shit that I just played in Narset, right? Like, most of it you can still play in this deck, right? So, if you want to turn, it actually feels people, like yeah. it could be very similar to Narset, yeah. But big downside. Uh, super zero protection on this card is well is the, the one thing i will say is you do have to the the, the so there's some trade-offs here one yeah. is you do have to trade off uh the it does have hex proof that is a big thing yes uh, however in that because of that you're probably going to need to play stuff like swift foot boots or um lightning greaves to protect yes, it and absolutely. also enable it going quicker yeah, yeah. um which i can want to say you were doing it most people kind of did in narset they either played like a greaves or something sure, sure. yeah yeah um and so you kind of want to you kind of have to go up those effects <laughs> yeah, however yeah. you do then get the benefit of insane tutor consistency because you're in the yeah, best yeah, color yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like you kind of trade off that protection but yeah. also get like a mm-hmm. lot more consistency yeah. and yeah. also your commander is easier to cast. So it's the, like the big downside for me from Narsa is, I mean, so one hexproof, I already talked about that. Right? right. The other thing is Narsa gets you four cards. Right. Right. And so that like, so one thing Marvo does that I think is a little bit under shook is that like you draw the card and it doesn't have to be the top card, right? It could be any of the cards in your hand. So you don't have mm-hmm. to do, scroll rack stuff you don't do any of that stuff as long as the big thing is in your hand that's fine right you also can play creatures for free right the the yeah the downside is like you don't get a bunch of free protection too which is something that narset does that i think gets overlooked a lot right it has a little bit of a yuriko element to it too uh where it yeah it's to manipulate top deck tutors in a way that other decks don't really get to yeah i mean uh, uh, mystical tutor vampire tutor scheming cementry like all of those yeah. cards are just like immediately like auto includes right this is also a deck that i imagine plays bolus citadel to it's like mm-hmm. best yeah. potential it's like so it's just free it's so free 
are you kidding me? Like you get to just like go put a Citadel in and it's like, oh no, there's a hoarding broodlord on top. It's like, yeah, I'll pay you a life for that any day, any right. day of the week. I'm going to pay you a life for that. Right. Yeah. You can play Razakath, you can play Broodlord, you can play like a bunch of dumb stuff. You can play Nezahal, right? Like this is one of those decks where I'm like, I'm super happy to fill the deck with junk. Like just big, stupid junk. Well, that's the thing is it it is, and those are kind of what I was going on, uh, talking about earlier, is this is a commander and consequently a deck that is kind of just naturally built to do well in the mid-range hellscape. Yeah. And so this this feels like something that is like exciting to see because I can see myself taking this to a tournament (laughs) and like playing a bunch of dumb shit and doing well with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so I think that is what I'm excited about here. I don't Mm -hmm. think this is going to be like a, you know, a a groundbreaking, you know. No, no. I think it's. Yeah. But I I think that this has legs. uh, Eight, in fact. And uh, I think it is going to uh, be showing up. And I think this is a card that you should, a commander you should have on your radar because I do think this is yeah. going to be showing up at events and you're going to have to figure yeah. out how to deal with it. Um, this is one of those commanders where like, so the the Star City is this weekend at time of recording and I'm mm-hmm. like really heavily considering playing this card. It's like, I want to get the some of the kinks figured out, especially with like that, like whole lightning greaves with yeah. kind of thing. But like, if I, I mean, Greaves is an you, you have to play Greaves, but you um, have oh right, right, right. I'm saying I yeah. want to play both of those, but I want more of those effects, right, right, right. right? Yeah. As opposed to like red decks that get like torch courier and generator servant and like need all that for stuff. speed. And need for speed. Uh yeah. I right. <laughs> oh my god, that just sent me. Yeah, so so for people who don't understand that reference, uh what was it last week? Was yeah, it last yeah. week or the week before? Last week. Um, the Narset video that Ian did. Yep. Uh, I inserted some uh, Need for Speed Underground 2 references yep. in that video. and Which happens to be like the perfect age demographic where you and I are both like, yes, I can I can relate to be exactly our, our age to yeah, get yeah. that joke. <laughs> I think it's uh, like a four to five year window that yeah. if you fit between, you're like, oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that was fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll never be able to hear the doors without hearing Snoop Dogg again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, Marvo cool deck. Uh I'm yeah. pretty excited. This is one that I could see myself throwing together and bringing to a tournament. So Yeah, yeah, maybe we maybe we mess around with that. I got a tournament this weekend. Maybe yeah. I'll uh, suit up the Octo Daddy. I also have a tournament this weekend. Mm. I'm going to a uh the the top deckers that will been in the past at this point, but uh the top deckers up in Cincinnati, ba- our friends Bailey and all of them are oh, celebrating yeah, yeah, yeah. their uh thousand subscriber mark with a little tournament. So I'm going That's up to so that. Cute. On I did not know Saturday. they had a thing like that. That's yeah. cute. So uh we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'll take this break, this uh, this moment to uh, thank our sponsor, Brisk Ice Tea. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no we're not sponsoring shit until you fork up the cash <laughs> uh next uh commander this is our mm-hmm. last commander in the queue that we're talking about is yeah. kylox visionary inventor <laughs> it is yeah. a 4-4 Vyashino artificer 
mm-hmm. that costs five generic, a blue and a red, and has menace, haste, mm-hmm. and ward two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says whenever a Kylox attacks, sacrifice any number of other creatures, then exile the top X cards of your library, where X is their total power. You may cast any number of instant and or sorcery spells from among the exiled cards without paying their mana cost. This is a card that very similarly to uh, Marvo feels like it was designed in a lab to appeal to specifically you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw this get spoiled and I was like, oh shit, Ian's already brewing this, huh? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's like... It's got a lot of stats that I don't love, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would love like hexproof instead of ward two. I would love it to say it could sacrifice itself. I would love it to, you know, have like two times the amount of power. Like 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 any any sort of like buffs on this thing, I would really really enjoy. But like mm-hmm. the idea is, you get to a state where you like fill up your graveyard and then have a bunch of the things that are like this creature's power is equal to the amount of instances or sorceries in your graveyard, that kind of thing. And then you like jam Kylox and you go like, cool, I'm going to cast 13 power worth of instances and sorceries off the top of my deck, right? And you just like go freaking banana bonkers, right? Um, And that's like the idea. This is definitely like the most... Uh, I don't know how to describe this other than like cocaine is it kind of deck <laughs> <laughs> right like it's just like wow yeah it let's go. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like yeah everybody dies cast free stuff let's go boys they That's hit you with the early at the at the pin board energy yeah, you know. yeah. oh oh for sure for yeah. sure and like luckily at the very least uh because you like uh, whenever it attacks, sacrifice any number of other creatures and exile top X of your library, where X is the total power. You may cast a number of instant sorceries from among the spells. Yes, you like declare all the ones you're casting, right? And then your opponents like hit you with a mind break trap, and you're like, ah, all right, I tried, guys, right? Like, <laughs> and like that's that is definitely what's going to happen with this yeah. deck. But at the same time, uh, there's also going to be other games where you're like playing, you know, is it control? And you're like, is it control? Is it control? Is it control? And then like, yeah. my board is gone, store right and like that's <laughs> that part's <Let's> big. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it right so like um i don't know that i'm going to end up ever sleeving this commander up but it's it's fun it's stupid i like it right it is it's got that atali energy of just like hitting the beep beep button it and really like does have a lot of atali yeah. energy yeah so uh it's unfortunately like i feel like it has just a few too like atali you just need seven mana and then you're, you're doing the thing right this needs seven mana and a bunch of power worth of creatures yeah. and to not get hit with the silence right like <laughs> um so that part's not fantastic but i am hopeful hopeful that uh this deck does 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 well because like, i i do enjoy it you know mm-hmm. yeah um, it, it is cool i like it a lot uh I, again that's a deck that just designed to mm-hmm. appeal honestly to both of us those are yeah. very much a yeah. uh the way we yeah. uh tend to do things mm-hmm. is just just all right sit sit yeah sit. all right go <laughs> yeah. uh, you know i actually I, energy um, i saw my tattoo in the in the camera did you see by the way this is a complete tangent did you see okay. that someone uh the player who just missed the bubble for uh the boil top 16 was on kiki jiki like as a commander 
No, I haven't really got, I didn't, I, all I did was pull the stats from the boil. I didn't actually yeah. look yeah. at the stats from the boil. Yeah. They got, they got 17 um, points. They missed by 0.02 percentage points. And I'm a little shit. heartbroken that Kiki did not make the top 16. Mono red Kiki deck. Mono red Kiki yeah. GG. It's like, yeah, that deck was so sick, but that's, this is another story for another time. <laughs> you know what? Congrats. Good, to, good on you. Friend. I'm, I'm like a little heartbroken. I'm definitely covering the two decks that, that missed the top cut for sure. Cause yeah. uh, that's, that's so sad. <laughs> Um, anyways, so it's it's suck, other I guess. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the creatures. Uh, yeah. First one on our list is Doorkeeper Thrall. It is a one-two generic and a white creature thrall that has flash and flying art and says when artifacts and creatures enter the battlefield, don't cause abilities to trigger. This card is really good, and I don't get what Dan is talking about. This card is really good. This card is really good. Have you not played Magic in the last few years? Uh, (laughs) Wow, really just like a a real shin kicker right there at the end of the... We love you, Mod. We love you, Mod. Uh, uh, no, this deck is uh, this card, not this deck. I mean, the decks that it will create is are pretty sick. I mean, they, they were like, "Hey, you know how uh, we keep saying that the Hushbringer decks aren't are good enough? What if we printed the best version of that available?" And also, you know how those decks tend to like to win with combat and get stopped by the one ring entering the battlefield? Not anymore, baby. <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> um, and the only Flash Hushbringer we had up to date was Hushman Griff, which is a 2-1, which means and it three dies mana. single Bombmaster trigger, right? Yeah, exactly. This one has upside and so much more, right? And it disrupts the first Bowmaster trigger, like... Mm-hmm. It also disrupts Chrome Mox. <laughs> like... <laughs> I didn't even think about that! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, I'm going to cast Chrome Mox, and you're like, yeah, in response, get... Yeah, go for get it. A, <laughs> yeah get effed like it's so good it's so good oh, it's so fucking funny i didn't even think about that that's beautiful mm-hmm. holy yep. shit man i love this guy oh, yeah man. yeah this card's super solid uh i i i hear people talking about the like uh the what is it the hush and griff comparison mm-hmm. the uh, uh hush bringer comparison but mm-hmm. i think the difference here one is the flash oh yeah ability of this like definitely makes it really good because it lets you because the type of decks that are going to be playing this are like tivit and uh maybe not i don't maybe you might not want to it um i don't know about tivit (laughs) yeah but like the decks that are going to play this are like the mid-rangey control decks of the format Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know what those decks like to do not cast spells on their main face right Mm -hmm. so you literally like this is the best like form for this. It fits very, very well into the already pretty big suite of two mana flash creatures that these decks have access to. Mm-hmm. And now we have one that is also a really solid hate bear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I like this a lot. I don't know what yeah. people are on about with this not being quite good enough. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be I don't know. This is going to be format warping. Yeah, I think that there will be more of these decks and they will be better. And yeah. I think given the fact that two of the best cards in the entire format are Thassa's Oracle and Demonic and um, not the Constitution and, and Dockside Extortionist yeah. that uh, we should put a little bit of respect on this guy's name. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Have you I'm played saying. Magic in the last few years? Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, he's like, let's let's not be contrary, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> next card on the list. This was a card that we talked a little bit about last week. Uh, as it was a pretty big chunk of why we began brewing that deck in the first place. And that's mm-hmm. Vengeful Tracker. Yeah. It is a 2-2 colorless and a red human detective that says whenever an opponent sacrifices an artifact, Vengeful Tracker deals two damage to them. Mm-hmm. So again, this is more in that Punisher yep. uh, shell. Uh, yep. I do think generally... This is going to do good in the like the uh, what's it the, like mayhem devil decks that are already yep. kind of on mayhem devil get like mm-hmm. another yep. deck one of these card that adds to that. Yeah, uh, I think like uh, I could easily see this ending up in Winota. I could yeah. easily see it ending up in like Jetmir, like a lot of the slower decks of the mm-hmm. format, right? Um, things that want to slow things down, that want to make it so that like your life. To- I mean, these are decks that already care about your life total, right? So these are ones that are going to make it so like, oh, cracking a dockside for five is like, okay, well, that's a, th- a fourth of my life. Right. Or, <laughs> or even a, doing yeah. like uh, trying to make mana with an LED, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Shutting it, off free plans is like real too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it puts a lot of pressure on people. Again, not format warping. This isn't going to be a staple in every red deck, but it is going to be in a decent number of red decks, I think, that yeah. are looking at uh, like slowing the game down and controlling the game yeah. or like the deck we built last week, right? Yeah. That is looking at punishing your opponents. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good card. And I think that like the Punisher like genre or archetype mm-hmm. that's that's the word mm-hmm. i'm looking for the punisher like archetype has so much unexplored space mm-hmm. in this format yep. specifically on the competitive end of it because mm-hmm. there are a lot of cards that do similar things to this for things that are going on a lot right now in the format yep. and i think having cards that do i mean this is why i've been really high on shielded right because i think mm-hmm. shielded does a really good job of a thing that people are just incidentally doing punishing yeah. that and yeah. so like that is one of the things that i really like about this as well yeah is it kind of is in that uh yeah category of card yeah it's amazing that one of my favorite archetypes and one of my favorite uh anti-heroes share a name <laughs> <laughs> Next card on the list. It's Crime Novelist. It is a 1-3 Goblin Bard that costs two generic and a red and says, Mm -hmm. whenever you sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one plus one counter on Crime Novelist and add a red mana to your mana pool. Dear Um, diary, today there was a crime. (laughs) But then he peeled off the mask, revealing a sight that made Groja's blood run cold. Brula was actually Vogos in disguise. <laughs> I, I also echo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a cool card. Um, yeah. Where do you see this landing in yeah. the CDH, uh, good question. 
I think uh, there's been like more and more cards printed uh, mm-hmm. that sort of make like a natural sacrifice thing uh, a little bit more attractive than it has been historically, right? Especially in red. Like there's a lot of red stuff about sack and treasures, sack and artifacts. Obviously, Dockside's a busted magic card, right? Doubling all your treasures with Dockside extortion is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's really surprised about me saying that, right? Um, it, it's also a goblin, yeah, next time right? Yeah, next thing you're going to tell me is that fucking brisk iced tea is a delicious and refreshing oh drink <laughs> not sponsored stop <laughs> how much money we're losing <laughs> um but yeah so it, it's almost uh, as much uh thirst you'll lose when you drink the refreshing brisk iced tea <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> He kind of walked headfirst into that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> damn it. But yeah, it's a goblin. It has sacrifice synergies. Like these are all good things. These are yeah. all like hot keywords and that it's a I'm one like. Three. I think the one the, three adds a lot of value yeah, to yeah. it. Also, like not to be underestimated, this thing gets pretty big pretty quickly, yeah. right? Like it, that is a big. The fact that it's not until end of turn. It's just here is a counter. He's. <laughs> stupid yeah, yeah yeah right and like i'm not saying beat down is the way to go with this card no. but i think generally like the the high synergy with like especially red treasure strategies is is really attractive and i think like led cracks make more mana lotus petal cracks make more mana right like it's not just dockside treasures right you know um, where i could actually see this now that i'm thinking about it is actually yeah, I think yeah. it's a really good ad in dargo decks yeah, I think this is a very good ad because what it does. Because uh, I think it straight up works with a lot of those combos. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you're going to be as you're, you know, you don't need Dargo now because you can just right. like dockside crack a bunch of treasures, make this thing big, greater mm. good it, and then draw like however many cards you get off. Yeah, that's of that. actually kind of interesting. So it's like yeah. this, ad, yeah. and then you get you've now doubled your mana, drawn a bunch of cards. So yeah. it actually seems pretty good in like a, a, a Dargo Thrasios shell. Yeah, this is kind of what it's getting at, like with Corval and with Dargo and like there's a lot of strong stuff out there with specifically the word sacrifice. And like, I feel like a lot of that stuff um, historically has been relegated to a casual space. But mm-hmm. we've even seen this in some of these chaos events with like straight up like sacrifice Corval playing like uh like chatterfang and like weird cards like that that are like not traditionally seen as like cedh uh cards but the combos are so clean and efficient that they like they kind of make that upgrade from that high power to a cedh space mm-hmm. and they're hard to interact with because a lot of them are creature based right? right so you know a lot of these things really start to like it, it, you know on its own it looks like a decent piece right but when you start to layer these synergies on top of one another with things like yep. pitiless blunderer or chatterfang and and this guy and just like like okay now every single thing i'm doing sacrifice wise is like actually yielding a, a disproportionate amount of stuff compared to what i could be doing with other strategies right. right i'm not saying it's tier one i'm not saying it's breaking the format wide open but i think it's like it's good it's, ad it's for like opening strategies space. yeah right and this is the kind of cards that i want in the format right like these are the kind of cards that expand what's possible possible right expand what is there and make for diversity and this is exactly the kind of card that i'm hoping to push diversity in the format which is like powerful effects that are not just oh well this is great to resolve off and oz right like which this can be (laughs) right but the the thing that i think is interesting with it is it kind of like it it like fits into a lot of different categories like it could be like a bergy-esque type of card it's very very esque yeah it can also be like i was saying it can also go in the opposite direction and be kind of dargo-esque mm-hmm. depending on where you're at so it's yep. like I, I i'm really interested in seeing where that goes 
mm-hmm. I, I'm okay. really interested yeah. in it in Dargo Thrasios. So I think yeah. that's a really good home mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um, I also can't stress enough that this is a goblin and that is a huge piece of text on this card. Yes. Yeah. We're looking at you, Bunny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right next card this is the card that is my pick for most overrated card of the set that is delney streetwise lookout look out it's a 2-2 that's a human scout that costs two generic and a white look out creatures you control with power two or less can't be blocked by creatures with power three or greater look out if an ability of a creature you control with power two or less triggers, that ability triggers an additional time. Everybody's losing their mind over this card. I, it's whatever. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good in like a handful of decks. That's, that's how I feel about it. Is what, what are your thoughts? Hey everybody, it's, it's Ian here, someone who recently got really into Derevi. This card slaps. <laughs> I think Hal's wrong. I think, yes, this card is overhyped, but I don't think it's... Uh, I think there's two very opposite sides, and I think it's right smack dab oh, in the middle. I don't yeah. think it is bad. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I uh, let, me, let me clarify this. <laughs> the decks that it synergizes with, which are like Derevi, Malcolm Timna, Najila, if you squint hard enough... Like the, uh, yeah, I think it's actually like I I, I think Timna makes this. Like, I don't know uh, that you play this though in like a Timna Crom, like people have been saying. I think that's actually ludicrous. Um, but like I don't think this is nearly as good as you want a, a Timna Crom card to be. Um, but I, I like it, this in Timna Malcolm is insane, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is it. It doubles treasures, doubles card draw. Like there, there is a lot to like about this card, and I think it is going to be good in the decks that it enhances the strategy of. Yeah, but I don't think the list of decks that it enhances the strategy of is nearly as exhaustive as the internet has made it out to be. That feels fair. I think it's a pretty like yeah. reasonable sized list of like yeah. Here are some cards that interact with it really favorably and they're going to do well with it. But I don't think it's going in every fucking deck. It's not going to be a staple card. It's going to be a good role player. And uh, well, I mean, staple cards are role players, though, right? Like that's that's the thing, right? I think like in my opinion, if if this card doubles uh, a Timna activation twice in a game and it doubles my Dockside ETV, I'm happy with this card, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's where I see this card. And it, or if I'm, I'm drawing two cards of every time Archivist of Agma triggers, like okay, mm-hmm. sick. Like that is the kind of stuff I'm interested in with this card. I think there is definitely that space in between. I think definitely the more creatures you're on, the more things like sky cave apparition and like all of that stuff, like this card becomes infinitely more attractive the more you go on. Right. Like, I think this is obviously a Winota card, right? I think like, you know, you get archivist, you get sky cave apparition, you get like, like there's so many cards that like, there's a zillion cards in that deck alone that this goes off with. Um, So like, don't get me wrong. I I do agree. There are certain downsides with the card for sure. And there's definitely, uh, it is a synergy based card, but I think the cards, the, and the decks that this affects, I think a, it's going to be a role player, as you mentioned, but I think that there are going to be specific archetypes who just, this is a big adrenaline shot. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I mean, like you were saying, like with the Revy specific, like, I think that's a really good example of a deck that is going to get like a big shot of testosterone, right? Like, yeah. 
like it doubles it literally doubles the amount of potential combos in the deck <laughs> yeah and so, it also yeah. means that you get to like clean up some of the like mm-hmm. extra cards that you play to make things work in that deck if that makes sense so you can mm-hmm. like kind of streamline your combo and so mm-hmm. like do not get me wrong i'm not saying this card is not good i'm just saying mm-hmm. it is not like this is like because i saw people who are like oh man this is Timnacron, this could be insane and i'm like bro there are so many better things that you can play at three mana in Timnacron. Yeah. this does not meet the threshold of what you need to make a good Timnacron deck yeah, baby like, it, that. it's that's that's how i feel about it like i yeah. think that this feels really good in like three color decks, honestly. Mm-hmm. That, that take mm-hmm. advantage of. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that mentality for sure. It's very rare that I am the negative Nancy in your mm-hmm. like upbeat one who's like, well, I, don't know. I, I push a lot of cope cards. Like, I maybe you know, I think you, you definitely have some cards that I'm like, yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's some deep, All deep, right, line yeah, we heard you, yeah. Yeah, 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 like you last but, week with the Teferi's puzzle box. We heard you, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 there for sure but like i i I don't know i feel like i'm always like we're at least trying right like some of the ideas are definitely a little hamstrung but we're i think both of us try and push it a lot which i appreciate yeah no i mean and i don't i don't think that pushing like this is a bad card to push i just i think it got a little bit overhyped and by a little bit i mean it was very overhyped Sure. And uh, there, there were some people like, it, listen, there, there is a subsection of the commander community who will see anything that doubles a dock side and get real horny real fast. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they'll play it and be like, ah, oh, it's not that good. And then yeah. life moves on. And yeah. that's all I'm trying to do is just save you the trouble. Of yeah. Just being yeah. Like, hey, I'm just here to really nerf your horniness. Is yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want them to be disappointed. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. you see, we've all been there. <laughs> I'm trying is he what I'm doing is a service. Mm, this, mm-hmm. is, this is an act of goodwill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning or thing. Next card on our list is Final Word Phantom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is a one force spirit detective that costs two generic and blue. Uh-huh. And has flash and flying and says during each opponent's end step, you may cast spells as though they had flash. This is interesting. It's a little restrictive uh, when you can do those things. But like, hey, man, live your live your life, babe. Like, I love this card. It's hot. I love it. I think it's really, really cool. I think it's solid. It's a one four evasive flat one four, right? One three. Yeah, one four. One four. One four evasive flyer. Mm-hmm. Um first of all, the flavor. So much beautifully. Beautifully mm-hmm. flavored card. I don't know. That's obviously not what you want from the your flavor CD text card. is delightful. Just one more yeah. thing. And <laughs> I, I think it is it is it is a card yeah. that I feel like you could put my face on it and it would like be the it would yeah. be the perfect personification of me sure. just For jumping sure. and it's like i can't let this hang <laughs> yeah. sure. i think it's just really solid like i'm i'm super deep on flash strategies right mm-hmm. like i think that's uh flash is just a, a powerful broken mechanic right um i think anytime in a multiplayer game where you can be taking turns in the middle of other people's turns is good right now obviously this relegates you to small windows in everyone's turn right but you also don't have to play the phantom until that moment right mm-hmm. um so that's i think that's a really big part of this card as well 
Um, now it doesn't work with necro lines, right? It's during each opponent's end step. Mm-hmm. So that that is definitely it, uh, something to think about. But I also think like I don't know, even in just like a blue black deck, being able to be like, all right, six mana, go Phantom Thoracle Consult, right? Like just like little right. things like that are very easy. Or just uh, I'm gonna Phantom in an Underworld Breach, right? Like yep. that's not insignificant, right? Um, that is very very strong, and I think uh, you know, especially with uh, you know commander similar to marvo right where like you you kind of want haste with them right mm-hmm. like the ability to like thrasios them in right yeah. at your end step is that's, also pretty hot that's what right? i was about I, to say it was like this yeah. feels really good in in even in i don't know that it's a tivit card but even in a deck like that right i think it's actually really good in i think tivit. it's that was one of my i think it's really close yeah. it's on my list of cards to like yeah. best yeah uh but this is one of those things where like worst case scenario you're end yeah. stepping before your turn you mm-hmm. you end step flashing a teferi and it's yeah. like i that's i exactly exactly where like, i was gonna go that's next not this. a bad place to be right mm-hmm. like there are much worse places mm-hmm. in magic to yeah. be at like you don't have to win on the end step right like and that's right. and i think you like actually perfectly described it right if i'm flashing in a card that i want to not have summoning sickness or i'm flashing in a grand abolisher like that's mm-hmm. way more value than a lot of cards will give yep. you nowadays like i think this is actually really attractive in in like a timna malcolm space right like yep. that's that's one of the things that stuck out to me is like end step grand abolisher it's a great timna attacker it's in an general amazing and, timna attacker. and as soon as that comes out your opponents are clenched right like mm-hmm. that is it is a card that will immediately tempo the game back in your favor and they're going to yeah. be like wait i don't know where things are coming from right right um so i i do think this card is really interesting i yeah. i'm not saying it's the end i'll be all i'm not saying it's the perfect card or whatever right but like i do think it it does have potential and i think i'm really excited to see what comes of this card yep this this is a card that makes me go okay maybe i should just test born upon the win into the uh, yeah, because I think it's you know just a little bit more along the line that Tivit wants to play on. Sure, uh, I think um, the the thing for me is one way harder to counter, true. Like way that's harder true. to counter, um, and two is that you can invest in this guy and then pass. You know what I mean? Like right. you can just it can be there. It can be there. Right keeping the tension in the game waiting for someone to slip up right mm-hmm. i can invest in this in turn three and have it in turn seven and everyone's just like yeah the phantom's been there forever like whatever right, right. it's a one four it's a good blocker for tivit right right and then you're just like and win con right yeah you know. I, I i i definitely see that and i think this is a card that i am oof, i am got got a lot of uh lot of thoughts on i i just yeah. like it, it is a card that i'm going to test i'm going to see how it does yes. mm-hmm. i don't know if it yeah. will cut the mustard sure, sure but i think that it is it's an interesting enough looking knife to make mm-hmm. me want to test it yeah you, you want to see what's up with that mustard yeah, yeah i idea what's up with that mustard baby <laughs> listen if it can cut mustard then it's a good knife but if it can't cut mustard then i mm-hmm. just it doesn't cut the mustard if it- <laughs> If it can dodge a mustard, it can dodge a ball. <laughs> Next card on our list. Uh, this card's cracked. Uh, Forensic Gadgeteer is a, a two generic and a blue Vidalcan Artificer Detective mm-hmm. that is a 2 3 and says whenever you cast an artifact spell, investigate. Activated, and it also says activated abilities of artifacts you control cost one less to activate. Athena, do you have to do that? right now 
I'm just like reading this off and I'm like, surely she'll stop doing this while I'm reading. Surely she'll, she just kept going. <laughs> she got to get the shakies. Uh, activated abilities of artifacts you control cause one generic less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. Yeah, uh, we sort of beefed it on this card until literally right before we recorded. Like, I feel like no one is talking about this card. That's and correct. It, it's 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 interesting to say the least. I won't call it cracked right away, right? But like the thing that is the most appealing is obviously it is a, a second basalt monolith uh enabler, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes the basalt's untap ability only cost two vis-a-vis. Uh now we are tapping basalt for three, untapping for two, right? Generating infinite colorless mana. It's, it's think- really good in the like Thrasio stacks, yeah. right? Yeah. Like this goes in Thras file, this goes in Thras Tinna, like any th- Mm-hmm. Bruce, like anything yeah. that is doing the Kinnon stuff yeah. already, you yeah. just throw this in and it's, you've got great yeah. consistency now. And also, like, it doesn't suck that, like, now all of your artifacts are cantripping for a single colorless mana, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, with this on the battlefield, you're like, cool, I'll play a Mox Opal and to make a clue and then pay a single mana with that Mox Opal mm-hmm. to draw a card off of it, yeah. right? Like, that is a really high upside. Obviously, a bunch of clues, a little bit scary if you're playing against our old friend, uh, you know, Mr. Dockside, right? But like, keeper thrall, Ian, it's yeah, fine. Well, you, you got the doorkeeper. Yeah, you got the, yeah, you got the guy at the front. You got the guy at the front, pal. He's not letting you in. <laughs> yeah, but for sure, um, I think this card is cool. I think it's really interesting. Yep. Um, also, also worth noting, clues do not care about your dauntless dismantlers, your blind obediences, or your manglehorns. They, you can crack those bad boys tapped or not, right? So I think uh, that's that's been something that's quite relevant for the format yeah. and how it looks right now, right? So definitely keep that in mind as you're you're cracking them clues. Get up, get up, yeah. go get a clue. Ooh. Go watch that decom. Uh, that's great. Lindsay Lohan decom on Disney Plus, sponsored by Brisk Iced Tea. Uh, <laughs> next card on our list <laughs> uh, yeah listen man okay just just full disclosure is uh i was out of my adhd medication for mm-hmm. like several months uh it was you know there's a shortage of adhd medication and it finally got in and now i'm fucking yeah. wired and yeah. it's great okay. like the last okay. few weeks okay. i've been like yeah, yeah, yeah. on it and it's been great yeah, yeah um hell yeah but yeah so next card on our list is massacre girl known killer it costs two generic and two black is a four four human assassin with menace and says creatures you control have wither and wither is they deal damage to creatures in the form of minus one minus one counters another throwback to lorewin uh, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, if its toughness was less than one, draw a card. So this is a card that, like, is it's a ninety nine card for a reason, right? Uh, but I think this is really solid in going in the like black creature decks, right? Uh, having a command or having a card in your 99 that one draws cards and also is going to kind of reduce the power of your opponent's creatures is pretty good like i don't think this is great but i think that this is something that i think is interesting is worth looking into for maybe the like timnatana decks of the format 
Uh, yeah, for context, people at home, I, this is not the one that I'm I'm about. I think I, this I'm, is not about, I, I'm not like fantastic. thrilled about it, but I saw yeah. it. I was like, hey, it's interesting. It has a couple interesting things on yeah. it. Like it does yeah. some interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get it, but I I'd be interested to see. I mean, it, it, okay, this is this is one of the things. Is like there are a lot of cards in a set where I'm across different sets where I will see a card and I'm like, I think this is. I don't even know if it's good. I just think it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like I, I could see a world where a creature-based deck with this in it would use this to a pretty good. Like this, I think sound actually. If you were really think, what is that black green card from Amonkhet? Uh, that commander that uh, does the my it combos with Hapatra. Yeah, Hapatra. Like this is kind of interesting in that. Like not that that's a deck that's flying around, but. I don't know. I think it's a cool card. That's- also, I'm pretty sure I just pronounced that in the most Boston way possible. I'm pretty sure it's Hapatra. Hapatra. I was like Hapatra. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's we love good bats. I was just in an Airbnb with all of the people from Massachusetts who were at the boil. So I'm just I've got that New England sauce back in me. I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Ian from Beantown. Yeah, yeah. I was I was back. I was the uh, it was the box king. Was that it? The box king. Yeah, that's what box I was. king was the back in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> Or no, it was the, the Box King of Beantown. That's what it was. Yeah, it was the Box King of Beantown. For those who have zero context on what the hell we're rambling about, I uh, was a little intoxicated during one of the recent Magic Cons and put a box in my head and was walking around as the Box King of Beantown. It was uh, very funny. It was yes. incredibly hilarious. I mean, I think it made it to Twitter, but I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that it, it, it lasted in the Twitter sphere yeah, nearly yeah, as yeah. long as it lasted in our friend group. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on from that, uh, this is another one that is a, I don't know that it's good, but I think it's interesting, is Aurelia the Law Above. It is a 4-4 angel that costs three generic, a red, and a white, and has flying vigilance haste. And it says, whenever a player attacks with three or more creatures, you draw a card. Whenever a player attacks with five or more creatures, Aurelia the Law Above uh, deals three damage to each of your opponents, and you gain three life. So, again, I don't think there's a commander, obviously. Like, there's a reason that I have it here in this, like, section, right? But I do think that there's some interesting text there with the, like, mm-hmm. the, the draw cards. It does a little bit to, like, hate on opponents attacking you or just attacking mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that it is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Again. I don't know that this lands anywhere, but a deck that I think is very interesting in, if I'm being completely honest, is Winota. Like, this is quite interesting. It's whenever a player attacks with three or more creatures, you draw a card. And it has haste, vigilance, and flying. So it triggers Winota immediately. It's going to draw you some amount of cards over the course of a game, probably a good deal. and. It also, whenever a player attacks with five or more creatures, a thing that you regularly do in Winota, it deals damage and gains you life. Like, this feels like a good Winota card. I would play this at three mana. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, five mana. If it didn't have haste, I would agree with you. The fact that it comes down and immediately goes. I don't I don't really see it. I think that's a very expensive effect. The five mana things that we can hit with Winota mm-hmm. are crippling. This is just like 
it's a solid value creature. And if I'm investing five man into a thing, I don't want it to be a value creature. I want it to be backbreaking. Right. I, don't know. I mean, I, I guess my thought is, is that it, it feels like a crom in the 99 uh, in a lot of ways for a deck like a Winota. Like it feels very much like a crom. Uh, it has very similar stat line. It does. It works on a similar axis to Chrome. Uh, like it is drawing cards based off of things that players are doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I and get so, like, part. it's very Chromey, which is why I think it's interesting. I don't. Um, but when do you ever see Chrome in the ninety nine? That's my problem. Well, you this, you right? don't. But because of the fact that I think in a deck like Winota, right, that struggles to come like this is why i think it's good in winota right think about the game you and i had in in cincinnati right i didn't have five mana or attackers that's the whole point well it doesn't matter if you have attackers if anybody is attacking you still get the effects i yeah but it's 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 not anybody attacking it's attacking with three or more creatures right like that is but people don't do that (laughs) they don't like timna decks occasionally and they're not going to do that into you having a four four vigilance haster, right? Like, sure. I don't know. I I think this is again interesting and worth exploring. Might not be anything, but it could be something. Might be. Listen, this is, could be in our on fire garbage can. Could be an agile card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's. <laughs> no, I I like I said, I, like I I think it's interesting. It shares enough of the same like uh abilities as chrome where i look at it and i go okay i think it's like worth thinking about i don't know how deeply you should think about it but i think it's worth at least looking at like examining board states and stuff like i think this is interesting um and again a lot of times in the set review i like to point out interesting things Mm -hmm. because the staple cards of every set i hate to break it to you are like maybe one maybe two if we're lucky so i'm going to talk about the stuff that i think is interesting Mm -hmm. um next card this card i don't think is interesting and i think is a big old trap and this Mm -hmm. is conspiracy unraveler it Mm -hmm. is a six six sphinx detective try saying that five times fucking fast holy shit (laughs) sphinx detective sphinx detective sphinx detective uh it costs five generic and two blue and has flying and says you may collect evidence 10 rather than pay the mana cost for spells that you cast uh for those of you who don't know that one of the new mechanics from the set is to collect evidence x uh to collect evidence 10 you exile cards with total mana value 10 or greater from your graveyard um so i have seen a, a bunch of people a bunch of people talking about this as like wow this is so cool we can do so many cool things with this and i no offense but like why why not omniscience right like what makes this better than omniscience as what i can't under, like i don't understand how often are you going to have be able to cast multiple spells for free with this not very often. I, I like to get this card. You're like, oh, it cheats everything. It's like, cool. First of all, collect evidence 10 is real. Like, it's a lot of mana value lot. in your yard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in CDH terms, because, like, I hey, guess what? Or you're not average uh, mana value is like yeah. 1.5. 
Yeah. And even if you're playing a deck like Narset, where like you can do this in a card or two, right? Like you have to cheat out a seven mana Sphinx to do this. (laughs) That's the other problem that I feel like people are like, I can see like some people maybe going down the rabbit hole of like, Potentially Tassiger specifically, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a deck where you want stuff in your yard. But I, I saw people talking about using using like Arena Rector lines to get this out with like Pattern of Rebirth. And I was like, folks, cut out the middleman. Just go get Omniscience. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Just like that, that part, I think, is like fucking get bother. Omniscience. Like, you, you, you're one you're almost there you're just you're almost there just do no, it fact, they added a step that's the craziest part i i saw it and i was just like i saw multiple people talk about it like this was really cool and they oh you could cheat this out with uh or i saw a couple people not a lot but enough people to make me raise eyebrows of talking about this alongside of like academy rector and i'm just like bro no just just omniscience is right there and then some people are just like yeah man you could cast with uh you could cast cards with breach off of this you can't do that with omniscience bro what graveyard are you gonna have left (laughs) what cards are gonna be in your graveyard to cast with breach also that's not how breach works heads up Next up is a card that I imagine will be in every green deck from now until the end of time. And that is pick your poison. It is a cost one green mana is a sorcery and says, choose one. Each opponent sacrifices an artifact. Each opponent sacrifices an enchantment or each opponent sacrifices a creature with flying. This card just does everything green wants it to do just so well. Like what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's one mana and it can kill three rustic studies. Uh huh. That's the craziest part, right? We are sitting here and everyone's bitching about smothering tithe and rustic study and Mister Gamora. It's like cool. I'm about to three for one these motherfuckers. Wizards was like bet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you bet. Bet. Talk about banning rustic study on Twitter again. See what happens. We got, we got multiple cards in this set yeah. that hit multiple Rhystic Studies at the yep. same time. And I think yeah. that is so funny. Yeah. I do. I, I am sad it's not an instant because yeah. this would be a format staple. Not. I get no, why I get it's, why it's not. not too. It would be a format staple for the rest of Commander, I feel like. because would be being a format a, staple for every format for the rest of time. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think like, you know, one mana be like, oh, yeah, one mana in response, make you sack your breach, make you sack your, you know what I mean? Like that, that's just like, that's right. But like, ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, not going to happen that way. Right. But like, I think hey, like if you have born on the born upon the wind, baby. Mm-hmm. Or if it's in someone's end step and you have a final wound phantom. <laughs> Our audio listeners can't see me being doing this. <laughs> This is one of those times where I'm like, you're missing so much if you're not on YouTube. Hot damn. Mm. If you're not on YouTube or Spotify, you're missing out on so much, friends. And also, if you're not on YouTube, you didn't see me eat a sandwich. So <laughs> <laughs> we're Spotify. Don't don't forget, we're on video podcast on Spotify. That's our 10th episode. That's video podcast on Spotify. Oh, I didn't know that was fancy now. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the most heartbreaking. I know we've had this sort of narrative about me loving Google Podcasts. I got a notification on my Google Podcast. It's like, hey, dude, we're dying in a couple months. And I was like, 
Hey, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know how you play Spotify? Just go fucking use that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it, uh, Google Podcast was like, hey, man, it's it's time. <laughs> it's terminal. I'm sorry. I got I got three months to live, man. Just put me down now. They came in and they were just like, guys, we're we're taking Google Google <laughs> Google Pos- Podcast is going to hospice care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay yeah i need to look at the card okay so <clears throat> the card's name is analyze the pollen really this card is sick are you kidding me i, I guess i, I guess uh it's traverse the Olvenwald. Yeah, it's better, easier to cast traverse the Olvenwald. We Absolutely. just got done talking about how hard it is to collect what? evidence. Nah, dog, not collect. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's hard to collect te- evidence. Ten on oh, man, that two CMCs makes it so much better on multiple spells, you jabroni. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> fucking okay. one time. Dockside right to hand. Are you kidding me? One time, one green mana Gaia's cradle right to hand. I'll throw away my whole fucking graveyard for that shit. I do not care. That that is insane. One mana put a dockside in my hand is is like nothing we have right now. Or like uh, uh, actually we do I, 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 have that right now. The card what? is called uh Worldly Tutor. Even if I'm no, Worldly Tutor. It's called Traverse the Olvenwald. The card exists. The card no. exists, Ian. <laughs> Delirium you don't play it. Ian, it exists and you don't play it. It exists. Delirium and you don't is way harder. Delirium is way harder Dude, than like that. It's not. It's four cards. It, it turns on in like hard. an instant. You're Are you wrong. kidding me? You're so no, wrong. I'm You're not. So I do wrong. it all the how time. Often, no. How often are you binning an enchantment? Like, how often are you binning? Like, like these are like no. <laughs> like, how, fucking, you play Mystic Remora for one turn. You play you play an Esper Sentinel, somebody plays a Bowmasters. Wow, that's so weird and different. That's never happened in this format. Oh man, I'm already halfway there with one card. What are you talking about? This is there's a, what are you Wrong. talking about? We have the card already, Ian. No, it's way better. No, it's like right. I, I, I like this, this, is, this is a hill too, I will this is super hard to die on. So Get in the comments. Tell us who's right. Is traverse better or is analyze the pollen better? I, I think can't traverse wait for the this to be better. the second copy of the Kinnon debate. This is so good. <laughs> no, it's not because we have the card already, and you don't no, play it. So much worse. It is so much worse. How often do you have eight CMC of cards in your library, and you don't have Delirium online? In my graveyard? Yes. Often. Often. Creature with combo deck? Are you kidding me? With what? How, you know how like often your spot gets blown up with creature combo decks? And also, like, once again, like you throw a finale in there. But that's this, two. But right? this like, is my like, point. But this, this is my point, Ian. If yeah. if you are have this this is why I think it's weird, is if you are able to collect evidence eight, I feel like the threshold to get not threshold, delirium. Is not a bit <laughs> need to be need to make sure we make that distinction. Uh, I, I feel like if you're able to collect evidence eight, you should be able to collect to to get delirium online. And in TBH, it, if that proves to be true, and our thought on this card is because okay, let's say that you are correct, it's easy to turn on, right? Mm-hmm. This card is very like objectively good. Yes. However, if this does turn out to be good, I would posit that then also Traverse is also good. 
and probably here, here, worse. I'll throw this out right now. I will throw this hot take out there. I think Traverse the Uvenwald is underplayed, period. Okay, if we're willing to make that argument, I'm, I, yeah. I will I will. Con- I think it is I, a card okay. people have forgotten about. Okay, I, 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 will, I, will, I, I will rescind my point because okay. if, if we can at least meet in the middle that this is yeah, yeah, yeah. That this and Traverse are good and we like that we it's, think that's underplayed. There's a second addendum to that is that I think Traverse is like a C and this is an A, right? Like that's, okay. that's I, I don't know. I agree with that. I think that they're yeah. both B's, uh, but I because I, I don't know that this is that much better. But that that's just my opinion on it. So. Well, you're a stinky butt. So <laughs> how about stinky that? Butt. Listen, <laughs> we got a lot of comments last week. People like it yeah. when I get worked up. They think it's yeah. funny and fun yeah. and people like it. <laughs> And all that was all I needed <laughs> to go on the tirade, baby. Remember, you fucking did this. You did Look this. At you, 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 right there, right there. You, you did this. You, you, right there, right there. Not the USB. Don't cyberjack me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so analyze the pollen. I again, I, I think this this is fine. Mm. I do think, in my opinion, maybe we should test this out. Yeah, we should do I, that this weekend, baby. It's gonna be okay, illegal. No, like actually, if I do play Derevi this weekend, which is one of the decks I'm thinking about, I will play Analyze the Pollen. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, honestly, I feel like you could probably get away with playing both of them because. Well, so like, here's the deal: I'll, I'll play one, right? But sure. I'll take notes, right, and be okay, like, sure. okay, okay, if okay, this sure. Traverse would it be on? If it's Pollen, would it be on? Right. See, like, if I had, I had the cards for Derevi. See, okay. Here's what we're doing. We're both going to an event this weekend, right? Uh-huh. What we should do is we should both play the exact same 99. We've talked about doing that before. We haven't done it. And the only difference is you're playing Analyze and yeah. I'm playing Traverse. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I would or fuck around with that. I'd fuck we around with that. We could just capture the data points of whenever we draw each we one. We could and just do that. One th- listen, line. listen. Nothing's on the line with that, right? It's not fun. That's not content, Ian. That's science. We're not here to do science. All right, next card on our list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arch Druid's Charm. This card is quite good. Green. It is costs three green mana. To cast mm. it as an instant, and it says, search your library for a creature or land card and reveal it. Put it onto the battlefield tapped if it's a land card. Otherwise, put it into your hand, then shuffle. The other ability is, because it has two more fucking abilities, is put, uh, and it's a choose one card. Uh, so you have to choose one of these three, uh, like a charm. And uh, this is, oh, hey, uh, what's the, uh, the arch, uh, the blue one? There's a this Archmage's is charm. Yeah. yeah. So the Archmage's charm. Oh, this is cycle. Cool. It's a cycle. Uh, put a plus one plus one counter on a target creature you control. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control, and also yeah. exile target artifact or enchantment. Man, they really went hard on the set on yeah. just being like, "Hey, fuck your Ristic, man." Like <laughs> this card is pretty good. I've seen a lot of people talking about it, specifically in like Teamer Malcolm, and saying that it's bananas. At least that's what I th- what I've saw on on the Twitter. Yeah, this screen. isn't like just pure skepticism. It's 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 intrigue, okay, right? Okay. Like, well, see, here's the thing: is our our Apple Podcast listeners can't see mm. the, the intrigue. And yeah, so have- here, let me let me verbalize a little bit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> right, very like good, a- very good card. This is. Mm. Mm. Triple green, big cost, right? So, like, okay, that is the big thing, right? Right, like triple green is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do think, you know, end step, get my cavern of souls on the battlefield named pirate, uh, put Glenhorn in my hand, right? Like, like these are all very attractive options. Mm-hmm. I think low color green decks could use this. Um, I like could see it. See playing Kinnon. Could, um, like I, I can in, in decks that mana isn't a problem, right? Like, this is a card in which yeah. I would like to fuck around and find out with, right? Because um, it is so flexible, genuinely. I think the only mode I'm happy about the first one. Is, is the first mode, right? I will but, but, use the other modes. It's, you, I mean, removal, right? Removal is yeah, fucking mean, good, right? Like, I'm not arguing with that well, point, that's right? The thing like, that I see with this, yeah. too, that I think kind of puts it over the edges, specifically yeah. in, like, a Kinnon deck, is, or yeah. help, even in, like, Malcolm Tana, I think even there, yeah, yeah. it does serves the same purpose, where... Yeah. You're able to oh fuck there's a there's a what is it a a, a collector roof on the battlefield fuck yeah, uh, yeah I guess I'll just fucking kill it in yeah like that right is, uh, graph figures cage collector it's, roof it's totem, not right? a, like, yeah. a fight it is deals damage too so you can put the plus one plus one on your Malcolm shoot you put the plus one plus one on your cannon shoot down a mm-hmm. oof or whatever stopping you like that or exile yeah, yeah. It. this also hits yeah. uh, the enchantments that stop your uh. Mm-hmm. artifact stony silence it hits ristics um, like this is a fucking flexible card like this is hot it's, so this is this is my thing right triple green is a, it a, is hard it, yeah you gotta chew on that that is a lot right but once again in these decks where mana isn't the problem mm-hmm. like the revy like like i, I honestly Kinnan, think like, malcolm team yeah. tana those are like the three decks like, i look at and yeah. I'm like holy like, shit I'll, I'll happily instead of playing a crop rotation i will happily pay three green to slap a cradle on the battlefield right, right. like that is not something i have a problem with in a deck like Drevi, right so this card i just i'm so nervous about instance right they're yeah. so easy to counter right like i'm not trying to pay three and then have it my, my, my thing fluster stormed right like it's not a good well, it's this not is, a this good is where card, cards right? like i think we right. might maybe we take another look at like allosaurus shepherd you know what i mean because that uh, does defend your green spells it does get uh, shot down by a bowmaster so i think uh, that's a big downside yeah but, i um, look allosheph has its amazing games um it's a card i'm always low on it's yeah. it, even before bowmaster printed but I, I i respect the hustle i think it's a good card in certain times right like don't get me wrong um but yeah, yeah. so yeah, Archmages, uh, excuse me, Archdruids charm. I, lo- I want to see this as a full blown cycle. I, I like that. Yeah. This is hot. Uh, I just now, literally, I'm sure somebody else yeah, somewhere yeah, no, made that connection immediately. Yeah. I immediately, like, right now, I was like reading this. I was like, oh, Archmage charm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is cycle. Meanwhile, the red one's going to be like, make a 1 1, deal three damage to somebody. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's always, we always get shafted in this one. Like, make someone discard and draw a card. <laughs> I, 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 I can't yeah, think of what that voice was, but my brain immediately was like, "Oh, why are you going Templeton the Rap?" But I was like, "No, that's not. That's not Roger enough." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of what that was, but uh, that was a, that was a great voice. Uh, next <laughs> card on the list. Um, this card's interesting. It is a, a three generic and a white instant called Unexplained Absence. It says for each player, exile up to one target non-land permanent that player controls. For each permanent exiled this way, its controller cloaks the top card of their library. So I think it's, again, I think it's interesting. I don't know that it's, it's great. Four mana is a cost right 
Yeah. But I do think it's interesting because it's like this instant speed permanent uh, grasp of fate effect that can like fuck up people's uh, what is it? They're like top deck tutors because yeah. you're cloaking the top card of their library, which I think is like really interesting. Somebody top deck tutors, you cloak it onto the battlefield all of a sudden that Nas that they went and tutored for or whatever that like instant was they went and got is now just stuck because you can't flip it over. I like, I think I'm not, again, I don't think it's great, but I think it's interesting. I think it has some interesting play mechanics built around it. I think that having an instant speed grasp of fate is really compelling. Um, like, I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts? I'm not in the, in, in any deck I can think of, Basically ever. I am not in the zone for a four man instant. Like, mm. it, yeah, unless unless it's Adnan. Well, and I play Paradoxical Outcome. That's not fair. That card costs zero, right? Like, <laughs> That's a good card. That's a good yeah, card. Yeah. That's a good but card. Also, once again, like, Paradoxical Outcome immediately replaces itself, yeah, right? And fair. also, that's a win condition, right? Like, in a sense. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's there. I don't think it is. Yeah. I think the idea is kind of interesting. It's like, card, I don't know right? that it's, like, it's, it's quite good enough. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, it's yeah. a card that it's like, and this way, sometimes during these set reviews, I'll pull up cards that are like not quite TDH, yeah. but it's like there's right. something there, right? Like, there's, sure, sure. there's an idea there that I think is interesting mm-hmm. that may like keep your eyes out because they're exploring mm-hmm. something. That right, means there right. might be more of this coming down the pipeline that is more efficient. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I can get behind that for sure. But, you know, I, I think it's at least interesting. I like seeing cards like mm-hmm. this. I think that there are some, it, it's kind of like, uh, what was the, the card from the Doctor Who set that like made stuff, uh, island or oh, the, the, the flood. flood of Mars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it was like, I don't think this is CEDH, but mm-hmm. I think it's interesting and yeah. could have some interesting, like, down the line interesting play pattern right like this has yeah. very much that like i think there's some interesting play patterns that you could think through with this that while maybe this card doesn't quite cut the mustard maybe mm-hmm. it looks like another knife that you are interested in cutting the mustard with sure, right? sure, sure. so i i don't know i think it's interesting i think it's worth like at least looking at examining how it would affect the game and mm-hmm. that's kind of what i i think about that so unexplained actions. Yeah. I have an explanation for why I think you should think about play it. <laughs> not play, just think about. Listen, think about I'm, a, I'm a philosopher at heart, Ian. Mm, philosopher. Philosopher. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is all theoretical. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the next card on the list. It is Assemble the Players. It costs a generic and a white. It is an enchantment, and it says you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Once each turn, you may cast a creature spell with power two or less from the top of your mm-hmm. library. I, th- I think other than what's the red one, this is the cheapest look at your the top card of your library effect? Like that you can just passively look at? I think so. I think yeah. this is the cheapest one. Because isn't yeah. um, the red one, the red one's four mana, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is the cheapest... We're talking about Experimental Frenzy. Experimental Frenzy, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the card I was thinking of. Uh, 
This is the cheapest that this uh, is. The, so other, like, the other cheapest one is the three drop that requires you to have Coven. Uh, there's that. Oh, I guess there's also um, what's the one from Theros from Born of the Gods? Oh, reality um, chip, right? Oh, I guess it's seven chip. Yeah, yeah, but that it's has like, like a lot of conditions there. attached yeah, to it. Yeah. Like this is very like just. Yeah. I, well, I guess you can look at the top card, but this still yeah. has well, less conditions than yeah. reality chip does. But okay, yeah, yeah. so it's like this of uh, the other cheapest one. So it's like this yeah. and so this is a cool card. What are your thoughts on it? I love it, man. I, I like I, I think the, uh, the I mean, the ability for it to basically be um, for those decks that we were talking about earlier with those doorkeepers roll. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that is this is that this is that strategy, right? I'm, I'm looking at this in like Jet Mirror and like stuff like mm-hmm. that. We're like, I'm just trying to rip a bunch of bears and decks that don't have a lot of good card advantage, right? Sans right. blue decks that are, are like big, heavy on bears. And that, you know, obviously bears that maybe resist a Bowmaster is a little bit better. Uh, but like, you know, like I'm talking about like Dauntless Dismantler and Drain of right. Magistrate and like and Doorkeeper Thrall and Hushbringer. And like that's, yeah, like if I can get one of those for free every turn. In, well, not like literally free, but like you know, free off the top, right? Yeah. If I can You're the top get part of your library. Those. Like that's right, right. And there's going to be times you play it. It's going to whiff. But if your deck has enough high value bears, like absolutely jam I mean, this it, in, it right? effectively like, is a half a card extra in your hand sure effectively sure. like on your turn it's like yeah. a half a card extra it depends on the quantity you have right like if, if if that is a frequent uh descriptor for creatures in your deck right if you are filling your deck with a bunch right. of mana value the light creatures right like that's a great place to be like i think you know this is one of uh the pieces that could potentially make winota more resilient mm-hmm. right like it's it's a deck that struggles a lot with the card advantage thing and and making card advantage without the traditional downsides of things that hate on draw effects is mm-hmm. is kind of nice right um and it, it kind of like makes you need winota a little bit less too right mm-hmm. um it also allows you to just even make game actions with extra information of knowing what the top card of your library is right if i'm in there are decks in these colors in white specifically that like care what's on the top of people's library so i'm kind of i'm kind of into that you know i think it's a, a sick card for sure yeah it was a really neat card um yeah, it, it, it's not like, and I and I think this is why it's interesting when we do set reviews together. Is I think mm-hmm. what this is mildly like a tangent, but it's kind of interesting because we have enough overlap in where yeah. our like tastes and how to play the game mm-hmm. is, but we also play very different decks. Different decks, yeah. And so, yeah. like the the type of stuff that we get excited about mm-hmm. is like yeah, similar different. but not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next card is. Are you ready for your favorite game show? No, no. Is this a Najila card? Wait, do we have this sets, <laughs> this sets. Oh my god. This sets contestant is one Ian, who is from the city of Philadelphia. How's Philadelphia treating you out there, Ian? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's a big city and I'm just a small theater kid. You yeah. know? <laughs> this episode, uh, before we get into this this prompt, this episode of Is This a Najila Card is brought to you, of course, by Brisk Ice Tea. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, our question for you today is we have a card here called War Leaders Call. It is mm. an enchantment that costs a generic mana, a red mana, and a white mana to cast. And it says, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. 
Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Warleader's Call deals one damage to each opponent. So, Ian, your question is, is this a Najila card? Honestly, I... It's, like, close. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, really close. So like I've been I've been telling people to play flowering lately of the white tree well, in the G. Right? It's it's the it like I, I think the math was it takes like I want to say two turns off the clock because That's of the second crazy. ability. Yeah. Like yeah. So between the two of them, like it Mm-hmm. dramatically reduces like, the combat map yeah and that's what i was getting to is like like flowering is good and i've seen it take over games like just just that one card right. with najila the najila just like a deck shitting the bed right. right full full useless najilo time right and flowering alone winning a game this is i think like one more mana right but mm-hmm. like super comparable and way more aggressive yeah, right yeah um i know some people like memo kind of like messed around with like an anti-rogsai uh najila lately um that i think he like took again into like a very rogsai heavy meta right but like if you're kind of in that space where you're like yeah i'm gonna play like manglehorn and dauntless dismantler and a few disruptive pieces plus the normal najila plan right like maybe a little bit less into the breach naws stuff even in the normal Najila plan it's good yeah like, i could see it just, like, honestly it's like like you attack with the Jila once right now you're attacking you get one trigger burns everybody for one right you're attacking now with a four three and a two two yep. which is obnoxious to get past like i can't tell you how much different it is with a two two yeah. warrior versus no that changes the math a lot right? insane right like the difference between timna and kinnon being able to block your warriors is big like it is huge and then the next turn rotation you are swinging in you're doing another free two damage to everybody mm-hmm. and to have two more two twos coming in that's like i don't know like I, mean, I, I have a hard time being skeptical it of that. also makes the like con like the extra turn math lower where you don't need infinite yeah. like you don't necessarily need to revy yeah. to like pull right. it off because of the fact that you're like Going you're, to, you're gonna <laughs> take a big chunk of fucking damage off of people's life totals yeah. just by attacking and you don't yeah. even need to connect yeah. like i think this is it's pretty been, damn close yeah there's been like a lot of cars recently where i'm just kind of like i kind of like just murder najila yeah. you know what i mean like just like actual factual like wily roast i, I, I really like, think najila like, does need to kind of move back off the turbo game plan i think the turbo mm-hmm. game plan served its purpose for a little bit but yeah. i think now in the bowmasters meta mm-hmm. i think najila needs to go back into yeah. like I can into, that. into tempo najila baby like i think it yeah. needs to go back. I, I mean i've had a lot of clients come to me trying to play turbo najila like like this is like especially within the past three weeks like i've had multiple clients come to me in najila and say like the turbo thing is not working for me yeah. with this deck i mean turbo across the board like we're, we're gonna get into it next week in our power rankings but like turbo across the board is just not performing well uh so like, yeah, i want to look at the numbers before i make a comment on that but yeah yeah that's interesting. I, I, turbo, turbo decks across the board were like doing well in the swiss and then or, or doing or we're either doing really well in swiss and then yeah. like puttering out or yeah. we're just way underperforming yeah yeah and, and I, I know like, a lot of people that i was at with the boil who were on like the rock side plan and stuff like that did really hot in the first couple rounds but as soon as they started playing against like the winner's bracket yeah. they just didn't get the w's anymore mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into my analogy next week for uh prog so uh okay. but uh yeah no i think that i think this is really close i i think that if there was ever a card 
that was that did that like this type of thing uh like like a a what is it? like a a lord style effect right yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Did this. i think this is like about as close as you can get to making yeah. it playable in that deck I and, and and you know me like I am not a Najila person. This is attractive to me for Najila. Yeah, like I, like, I am a Najila person. Like Najila is one of my yeah. favorite decks. Like I, it is. Yeah. It's also one of my hated decks. But uh, it's historically one of. Uh, I think it's the only top deck in the format I have never played at a tournament. Oh, <laughs> fun fact! I've yeah. actually played at a, a handful of tournaments. That's weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think this is pretty damn close. I I I do think. I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to just be like blanket in on this. Yeah. But I, I do think the second ability just, I mean, and even it doesn't even matter if it's in the combat step, right? You're just incidentally, mm-hmm. oh, but man, I played this uh, ignoble hierarch, one damage to everybody. Like it makes every card into yeah. a lava dart and that's like yeah. that's interest or every creature a lava dart which yeah, i yeah. think is interesting right or not yeah, a lava yeah. dart but like a yeah. like steel steam which is funny too because some people like have experimented this is this is a little deep in the sauce at some points right, right? but like uh some people have played emil in najila right mm-hmm. because specifically um if you have a creature that can attack you can emil for infinite combats uh if you have derevi or if you have um Dockside, right? right? So, like, this is one of those cards that's like you don't even need to do that. So, another like, it's a card you would play, right? That also adds to that game plan, right? I'm not saying like this is the end all be all. I know it's a little, it's a little all over the place, but like, uh, I, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard by any means, right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's, uh, I, I think there are different ways to play than Gila than have been traditionally played, and a piece like this is a very solid step into making that a reality. Yeah. I, I think Najila, uh, like I was saying earlier, I think in in kind of on that, I think Najila needs to kind of scale back off of the, tr- mm-hmm. the, the soup method. Yeah. And I think part, and, and again, we can probably, we can get into this more next yeah. week, but yeah. I, I think part of the problem is that it is, we've talked about forever that like five color soup decks, like kind of like mm-hmm. have whatever issue, right. Where they don't have an identity. Yeah. And I think Najila, I think the difference between Najila and like a Kenrith deck, right, is like Mm -hmm. Kenrith can support that soup because of the fact that the card itself is also soup. And Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. so it's just a big bowl of soup. Yeah. yeah, no, like, like I'm a little quiet right now, but that's because the gears are yeah, turning. I'm like, not, uh, yeah, like, like meanwhile, very, Najila, on yeah. the other hand, is also five colors and is also played as a soup deck. Yeah. But you have this commander that does a very specific thing, right? right? And right. so I think the difference is, I mm-hmm. and I think we've seen this historically with uh, decks in general that don't have card advantage or aren't just like yeah. those generic pieces in the command zone where you need to... Yeah play to that card's advantage in order mm-hmm. to do well or else yeah. you're going to struggle to outpace your opponents because they're playing Tim Necrom, Tim Amelka, have better mm-hmm. card draw than you or they have better yeah. outlets than you. Yeah. And so I think that's really where Najila is at is mm-hmm. Najila. And again, yeah. I, I'm going to get deeper into that next week. I have a lot of thoughts on that, yeah. but I think yeah. what that is, is I think Najila, maybe I'll, play Najila more I I really love Najila but like it is one of those things where I think it needs more of an identity than Mm -hmm. is just five color rock side like I I don't think that is the the I think that worked 
for a time, but yeah. then Bowmasters got printed and everything yeah. changed, right? So yeah. I think, uh, and then the Fire Nation attacked. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I think now we need to yeah. change our our ways. And I think this just generically in a Bowmasters meta is pretty damn good. So sorry. Now the allegory of Bowmasters in the One Ring being the Fire Nation is like fully sending me. <laughs> um, it's not wrong. Uh, it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the unfortunate Grob, By the way, what'd you say? Do you remember Grob? You're old enough in CDH mm-hmm. where you might remember mm-hmm. this card. Yeah, I was like, man, that used to be a Najila staple. People used to play green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's no, we're talking about OK Adversary, also nicknamed Green Bob. Bob being a nickname for Dark uh, Dark Confidant, another card we don't play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no War Leaders Call Man. Yeah. I, I think this. I think this I think is this a real card. I think this is a new yellow card yeah, for the first time in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's oh, no, we, did, we did actually we did Kutzel recently, yeah, which is Kutzel. also very yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good. That was yeah, a good okay. Yeah, we Najila back to back. So mm-hmm. uh, she's getting some hotties. Not gonna lie, Kutzel. this is uh, pretty attractive. I'm, I'm like. Do I want to no, play Ian's over here like, oh man, do, do I like Najila now? Yeah, yeah, she got a new haircut. Najila came it. back from came back freshman year, and uh, man, she just Najila. Now, now, I'm, I'm being chastised by Lua. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Her name's Najila. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> All right, uh, before we go on to our last two cards, yeah, uh, yeah. I have a little segment here, which is Cal's deranged tivet takes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we need a good little song for this one next time. This is like, <laughs> you know what? Call up Sam. We'll have Sam, yeah, uh, make us oh, a deranged. Sam will fucking yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, Cal's yeah, yeah. deranged tivet takes. Get uh, Sam on the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one in this set is Lazav Wearer of Faces, which is a two-three shapeshifter detective. That costs a blue and a black, and it says whenever it, it attacks exiled target card from a graveyard, then investigate. And it also says whenever you sacrifice a clue, you may have Lazav become a copy of a creature card exiled with it until end of turn. Uh, so it does a does a couple things. I don't again. This is not a thing where I think it's great. I don't know that it like immediately. Like I, I'm not like sitting here going, man, you got to play this shit. But the way I see this being really good in a Tivit deck is, you know, somebody has a grand abolisher in a graveyard, right? Uh, Let me go crack this clue real quick. Exile, you know, or attack with uh, Lazav, exile it, crack a clue. Now I have a grand abolisher going into my second main phase. Let me uh, try to go off here. That's very hard to interact with because a lot of people don't have graveyard interaction. A lot of people don't have things to deal with that. So, again, I think this isn't or, or even a cutsel, right? Somebody has one of those grand abolisher effects in the graveyard, has a card that has like a static ability that we're interested in. I think this is something that I don't think this is amazing. I don't think this is a card that is a slam dunk, but I see this and I go, this might be a role player. And I think this might be interesting to see how it works. I think it, it synergizes enough with what Tivit kind of already does that I think it's worth looking into. Uh, and so this is a card that uh, I am going to be testing in Tivit. Again, like every set, I have like a list of cards that are t- Tivit tests, and I never talk about them because I, I cut them because the the entire segment would just be me being going, hey, the card I think might be good in Tivit. All right, let's move on. And so I'm doing a whole segment for you. 
Uh, next card in the deranged Tivit list is Merchant of Truth, which is a two generic angel detective. Er, it's a two five angel detective that has that costs two generic and two white has flying and says whenever a non-token creature you control dies, investigate. And it also says clues you control have exalted. This is a little bit in the uh, uh, what was it? The, the, the enchantment we just got war leaders call sort of realm of deck for uh, Tivit because it does uh, reduce your combat math with Tivit in a pretty significant way. Um, I mean, yeah, we talked about this. I think Merkwood Bats is just better if you're trying to I do this thing. I don't know that Merkwood Bats uh, goes as exponential as this does, though, because every time you get clues, because you're always going to get like minimum two clues on a on a rotation, right? Uh, it's going like each one of them gives you plus one plus one with the Tivit attack. So yeah. you're going to like it goes two, then four then six, then eight. So it greatly reduces the number of like combats that you have to take at, take to do the extra turns. And I think that makes the like when you're down in those three player positions a yeah. little bit easier. I don't know I that it they, quite yeah. cuts it because I don't know that in every situation it's good enough. But yeah. I saw this and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's the thing yeah. to think through. Um, yeah, I think the 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 equipment from Ixalan is just better than this, isn't it? I, I think it is too. Like, I, I I haven't got a chance to really play with that with um what's it called um uh the uh, Sashana something right? It's no, it's um I, I don't remember. It's a it costs one mana and it's great. And I played it in many drafts and it's fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> it's Italian Soul Cleaver. That's what it is. Italian Soul Cleaver. Uh, it's okay. very, very good, and I I do want to play it in Tivit. Uh, I just haven't mm-hmm. really got a chance chance to like test mm-hmm. it. Um, next card that I looking at and I think is kind of interesting, uh, just generally more for uh, the deck we talked about last week than it is for anything else, and that's Prof's Edict or eidetic memory it costs a generic and a blue and is a legendary enchantment and it says when it enters the battlefield you draw a card and you have no maximum hand size and at the beginning of your turn of combat on your turn if you've drawn more than one card this turn put x plus one plus one counters on target creature you control or x is the number of cards you've drawn this turn minus one so i think that this is not a tivit card necessarily but uh, this is uh, a thing that I think you could do in Tivit and would be effective because you are cracking clues. You are going to be drawing those extra cards um, that can, again, help you reduce that math. I think it's more interesting in that Nekusar deck that we did last week, if I'm being completely yeah. honest, uh, yeah. because it does continually grow the Nekusar. Uh, one thing that's very important to note is it does put the counter, put plus one, plus one counters on, not just until end of turn which i think is a huge buff to this card that sure, makes me sure. look at this and go okay i actually think this is something uh yeah. so i, I wish this was like post combat uh, for specifically rafine because that would be, be so insane, insane rafine. yeah it'd be so yeah. good in rafine um but yeah i think this is an interesting card again yeah. i don't know if it's quite good enough but it is sure, one that sure. i want to like put out in the stratosphere as a card that i think is yeah. interesting and worth looking at and the last yeah. card in my deranged Tivit takes is mm-hmm. Armed with Proof. This is an enchantment that costs two generic and a white. And it says when it enters the battlefield, investigate twice. 
And then it says clues you control are equipment in addition to their other types and have equipped creature gets plus two plus O and has equipped two. If you've been following along with this conversation in this uh, in this little stretch here, uh, there's been a noticeable pattern in this little segment of reducing Tivit math or making mm-hmm. Tivit uh, kind of be just a hair faster than what it is performing at right now. And I, again, I don't know if this is quite it, but I like the headspace that this puts me in. And sure. it's an interesting area to like investigate. So it were uh, no pun intended there whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but I think like, I think there's something interesting here. I don't know if clues you control are quite like the equip two is quite worth it. But I think that, you know, you're already you have the option then of, you know, paying two to equip to your Tivit uh, or paying two to draw a card. And so it makes your blues have a little bit more functionality to them. Again, I don't know that that is great, but I think it's interesting and an interesting design space. that I'd like to see more of this. Uh, So, again, those are cards that I wanted to kind of talk about as interesting Maybe not necessarily quite there. I think the most compelling of these, honestly, was Lazav. I, I, Lazav is the one that I feel like the best about of all of these mm-hmm. because I think that does have a lot of really good potential to just. There's, there's key stuff yeah, there. For I, sure. I think that has the potential to really uh, like be a good role player in Tivit. Um, but yeah, that was Cal's deranged Tivit takes. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a new segment in our set reviews. Uh, Mm, Our last two cards. We have Leyline of the Guild Pact, which Mm -hmm. costs a listen. Just look at the fucking screen. It costs five mana, Mm -hmm. but it's four mana. Uh, If you want to figure out how that works, it's got like a bunch of split uh, mana costs on it. Notably, you can pay four green to cast this if you want, uh, which is nuts. Uh, but that is an interesting thing uh, to note. Mm-hmm. It is an enchantment that says if Leyline of the Guild Pact is in your opening hand, you may begin the game with it on the battlefield. And then it also says each non-land permanent you control is all colors. Uh, and lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. Uh, so, yes, uh People at home, Coalition Victory is never coming off the ban list now. Uh, this card has uh, secured its... It was, this was it didn't have many nails in the coffin, but uh, this was yeah. just, just came at it with a fucking nail gun and uh, mm-hmm. just saw the zombie rising and just went, no! Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting card. I've seen some people talking about it in the Gila. What are your thoughts on it, Ian? Um... So I think it's actually I don't really get it in the Gila to be honest. Um, it, it makes like your green. it makes your uh, it makes your lands a lot easier to deal with. Like it makes it easier to do combat math. Yeah, of the fact that yeah, it's just true. easier to naturally activate yeah. the Gila. Um, uh, I, I I can see what people are saying in that deck. I disagree pretty heavily mm-hmm. on that one, but I do think it's actually super interesting in Sisse. Yeah. Um, Sisse, notably a deck you need to fix for Wooberg for a lot. And the idea that you can have a Ragavan and have all five colors for legends and Sisse will be at maximum power mm-hmm. is actually not bad. Yeah. This is um, really hot. So you need, 
you can have literally a Hope Agirapur and have all five colors with this card, right? Um, so that's and that's interesting because it lets you then like play and feel more comfortable playing like some of the legendary like artifact mm-hmm. stuff that you could get with it yeah. because now that's you don't have to worry really about like right. the color aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, so like Mox Amber, a Sis A staple, is just Mox Amber. If this starts on the battlefield, it is just all five colors you need for Sis A right away. Yep. So that's um that I, I think does give the game plan of that deck a boost. It's not it's not the worst card in the world to cast. It's actually pretty reasonable to cast. It's okay. It's okay. And to say specifically, I feel like the investment is at least worth it. This is what kind of way I squinted pretty hard when you said Najila, right? Because yeah. like I would never, ever oh, be okay either, with but that. But I saw enough people talk about it where I was like, people right, are talking about right. it. I'll sure. get it. Yeah, like like right. I, I, I get the idea of being down a card in your hand to fix your mana for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's a little cope. Uh, whereas this version, I think, is okay. Like, let's let's talk about well, this. You're also playing like Gaia's Cradle in that deck already, right? Like, right, and to say, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. say. So it's like this just makes Gaia's Cradle even better, uh, yeah. because like you can just cast this off a of Gaia's Cradle, because you can just pay uh, four green to cast this if it's in your hand. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yes, yes, because, yes, yes. So yes. okay, um, so the the casting cost is this: is it's got four yeah. split uh, mana. Uh, symbols they're all uh they all are split green and so you could pay white black uh blue Blue, red red, or you could play white green 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 or white blue green green or any combination of those Uh, (laughs) or you can just play all green and this is where a lot of people are really excited about this specifically in like devotion and pioneer because this just sends devotion like through the fucking roof like it cuts out like three or four cards out of that deck only Um, golos are still legal (laughs) well it it yeah seriously this in golos yeah you kidding me you'd be like okay cool uh i'm gonna go fetch a cradle or or nykthos right like (laughs) those real quick cool this thing is insane um but yeah, no, this is it's a cool card. Um, I think, like, as I said, the Sissé potential is the most attractive piece for this for me. Um, a Mox Amber turning Sissé to a seven power creature yeah. is very funny to me. Um, I don't think it's so totally see. unreasonable in Kenrith. Um, yeah, I think it depends on like the Kenrith build. But like I could I could see a justification for this in a Kenrith deck. Depends on the Kenrith deck, yeah. but yeah, I can kind of get behind like I that. Could, I, 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 I could see somebody making a compelling argument for this in a Kenrith deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think this is this cool. Man, I didn't even think about this in Sissé until you brought that up, but mm-hmm. fuck, that is nuts. Yeah. Right, you can have no legendary permanence and also just be like, cool, I'm going to activate Sissé the first time, go grab Mox Amber, and now she's online for five, right? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah it's 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 very uh very enticing i think there's a lot of cool stuff that can come from this card for sure yeah, this is super exciting all right on yeah. to our last card it is trouble in pairs it is an enchantment that costs two generic and two white and it has two different lines of text first one is if an opponent would begin an extra turn that player skips that turn instead ah, fuck you cal <laughs> look at listen man has we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be packing packing some. If this pops up, we're gonna be bringing some feed the swarms to the table. Uh, <laughs> when in the second ability, whenever an opponent, uh, oh no, I fucking get lost. Who cares? Uh, yeah, whenever okay. an opponent in the second ability, whenever an opponent attacks you with two or more creatures, 
draws their second card each turn or casts their second spell each turn, you draw a card. This is they literally like I, I tweeted this out and I, I still think it's funny. So I'm going to reuse the joke. Watsi literally was like, yeah, but what if like Mingara the diplomat was good? Like <laughs> this, this literally triggers on everything that Blue Farm wants to do. Have you noticed that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Attack with Timna and Krom, draw two cards off their Timna and cast multiple spells. Oh like, man, that's a cute final like, fortune you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. This uh, is very funny. This is literally like the anti-Blue Farm yeah, card. Yeah, it really um, is. And it was printed uh, in the and, commander decks. Like that's the yeah. funny part too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I did like you notice card. Obeka is on the uh, art of this card? Is that her? Or is that someone? Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, because she's from Ravnica, which I did not know until this. this I did not know that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, she's from Ravnica, and I think it's very funny that the anti turns card has Obeka on it. That's very funny. But yeah, no, I, I, this card perplexes me because this card. Mm-hmm. It's going to compete for that shielded spot in Tivit, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in or or whatever you play in that spot, right? Whether it's Urza or like whatever you play there, this is going to compete for that spot. And I think it has a real solid chance of being worth your time in that spot. Um, I this this card is uh, unfortunately just going to exacerbate the things that people are complaining yes. about currently right like uh it's it's another ristic study it's another smothering tithe it's the same same thing with a different hat right like it is uh i mean love it for white decks good for y'all you actually got a really really playable this is, card a, this here, is right? a good ad yeah to the to the white spectrum thing. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's probably just going to be slapped in blue farm decks and and a bunch of other stuff like that, right? No, I think this card is real. I don't know. I, if, I don't know if this quite. I don't know this the four mana. I'm curious if this quite gets there in blue farm. I, I think I, there there are blue farm decks that are playing smothering tithe, and I don't see why. I, I this mean, I agree with you. I would play this in blue farm, farm but right? I'm, I'm curious yeah. if uh, there's there's just a lot of different schools of thought on how to build blue farm i guess yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. it's like I, I i don't know if this like hits the ristic study because i've seen people being like man this ristic study in white i'm like i don't it's not quite there um but i do think it's like sure. really uh-huh. fucking close to being like if it was three mana i think it's an auto include yeah easy yeah. but like at four mana i think that, that there are enough people to think about it yeah, yeah, think yeah harder I, yeah. about it right right no for um, sure for sure but I, but I, I think the, the the part where I yeah I have trouble looking at it over Shieldred is it, it it comes down to the do I want more cards in hand or do I want to like push the life totals harder and yeah, I think yeah. that's where the the the, the mm-hmm. issue comes uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna p- p- try it in that slot but yeah, uh, yeah but because I think that's the slot it goes in right it's you're yeah. either playing Urza or you're playing Shieldred oh. or you're playing right, Trouble in right. Pairs or something in that four mana <laughs> slot there I, I will also uh, like make a comment on my own comparison here right like I did compare it to Smothering Tithe but it is worth noting and this is, this is something I'm admitting that uh, like Mana Vault and you know the colorless mana that can go into Smothering Tithe mm-hmm. makes that a more attractive card yeah. Like be really clear about that because it's uh having double white versus single white is is a very real difference for sure i don't think it's a huge difference but it is a difference it's, it is a difference yeah 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 um 
but this is this is really good this is the first of these this like round of because we've got this like genre of cards over the past few years right like yeah, smuggler yeah. share and all all of those yeah kind yeah, of monologue been, tags, yeah, monologue tags. Yeah. uh i mean hell even Mon- mingara the diplomat you could put in yeah, that yeah. like genre pretty much same category yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, i mean this is quite literally that card but better and uh yeah you know, I think that this is kind of the culmination of all this white card draw that we've been. Yeah, I think they're, they're pushing it in a yeah. good way, right? And like they're, they're trying to see what they find appropriate for these cards. And this right? feels very white, too, right? Like it doesn't yeah. feel right. like a blue in the same card way that's been shifted. It should have been a white card, right? Like I, I think like people, a lot of people do think Rhystic Study, like in, in modern card design, would be a white 100%, card. And I think yeah. exactly like the proof of that, right? Like this is that text yeah. <laughs> right um so well i mean uh, if you really wanted to look at it you could look at you know like esper sentinel is very good uh yeah is that yeah uh, you don't see them printing that in blue nowadays yeah. right you see them printing in white yeah. so but uh yeah i think this is going to be really good into it like this is a, a, an auto include into it honestly but or, well not mm-hmm. an auto include it is a card that is going to sit in that like what is your preference on this on you have a four drop oh, here. rotation yeah, yeah so there's sure. like a rotation of cards in that four mana slot that people go through and i think this is now inch like in that set i think there will be mm-hmm. decks that this is an auto include in uh but uh this is hot i really like it. i think it should go into necrom i think this in tnk is just bananas but mm-hmm. that is the list of cards that's what's 21 cards we talked about um mm-hmm. And so actually, no, 25 cards. I mm-hmm. forgot about uh, the, the deranged Tivit takes section. Uh, <laughs> so uh, overall, what was your kind of impression of the set? What are your what are your thoughts overall? I think we sort of started the pre podcast conversations a little a little negative. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, this set is uh underwhelming for the command zone yes but overwhelming for intricacies in the 99 and overwhelming in a good way yeah. like oh, a I lot think of better new cards people. to throw in the 99 there's a lot of there's a lot of little spices you can throw into stuff that i i think get sort of lost when you're not looking specifically for commons and uncommons mm-hmm. you know like if you're looking at the rares and mythics of this set you're going to be kind of disappointed, but I think like some of the commons and uncommons and commander specific cards are, are where it is. You say where that, it's but at, a lot right? of the cards that we talked about today are rares. Mm. Like almost yeah, all fair. of them are rares. I should say maybe, maybe the mythics. Yeah, the mythics are a little bit lackluster. The, the mythics, I think are lackluster. the yeah. rares in the set fucking slap. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think yeah, overall, I, I really, I really like the additions that we got from this. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the commander set I was actually pretty unhappy with for the most part. Um, I, I yeah. when I was going through the lists, I just there was nothing in the, I would have liked to see more clear guild representation in the mm-hmm. decks when we're on Ravnica. I didn't love the Naya deck. I mean, that's not surprising. But like I was kind of sad we didn't get like a a uh, like a Azorius commander deck this set. It would have been a great yeah. would have been a great place to have a Grand Arbiter Lavinia that's cracked, by the way. This uh, might be a personal thing, a little you're a little deep on that one. <laughs> listen, he 
promised me a Grand Arbiter Lavinia and then didn't give me a Grand Arbiter Lavinia. I'm pissed, okay? Um, no, but I, I I think that overall the like design of the set is really good. I like the main set a lot more than I like the commander set, which I actually usually don't say. Um, yeah. But I think that uh, this is a solid set. I'm really ha- like interested to play it yeah. more. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, this, this is a cool... Cool main set and an okay yeah. commander set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how this set plays out over time. Yeah. But I think there's there's a lot of little pieces here and there that are like, okay, let's let's make something happen, folks. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Well, yeah. uh, with that being said, uh, Ian, it is uh, yeah. where, where can people find you out on the internet? Oh, hey, everybody. It's me and your lovely co-host here on the Mind Sculptors. You can find me over at YouTube.com slash Comedian MTG, where you can find uh, the largest CEDH tournament specific channel over there on YouTube. If you're interested in top 16 breakdowns, deck techs of well-performing decks and uh, some, you know, spice that I'm usually working on for myself, uh, you can find that over there on YouTube. I also love to mention that I offer CEDH coaching as my full-time job, and you can find me on a number of different places, ComedianMTG at gmail.com. You can find me over on twitter at comedian mtg or comedian underscore mtg over on discord all of those links are in the descriptions of most of my videos and i don't know if cal adds them here but maybe probably not um what is it maybe like any of my descriptions places you can find me oh yeah that's all in the description of the, the video the description of this video as well so that's cool yeah, all, of Ian's, um, all of Ian's links are in the description yay so so click down there um yeah i uh recently came off uh literally last yeah, weekend by the way, the- congratulations for uh winning the <laughs> biggest see i meant to say that at the top of the episode and like <laughs> i was so ready to go into the like ship posting yeah. mode that like my brain yeah. was just like we gotta go babe we, we don't yeah, have time yeah yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. i was kind of half saying there i uh i just won the largest cedh tournament in north america so um pretty sick so if you want to get coached by the person who did that and my fourth win in, in a calendar year i'm pretty sure a major, point, like but, fourth win at a major yeah. event too like i mean yeah yeah like, um, that's one of the things it's <laughs> like like cedh is kind of like golf or it's like you have yeah. like like you have like some events and then there are like the major tours, right? Like the, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. four major four majors in the last year. I'm gonna start referring to them as majors now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I did I kind of realized earlier this morning too. I was like, I just I'm pretty sure I won the two record breakers in a row. If because yes. <laughs> there was a uh, Lotus Con and then this one in a row as far as uh, attendance. So feeling pretty good about that. Um and uh yeah so if you're interested in coaching you can find uh find me in those places and i can do breakdowns of like what type of coaching you're available all that kind of stuff you have a lot of cool shit me on the other hand i I host the show and uh you know as the host of this show i would be remiss Uh to tell you that uh this episode of the mind sculptors was brought to you by brisk iced tea the most refreshing drink on planet earth go get it and uh that is that is it thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the mind sculptors we'll be back next week with the power rankings see ya